Hey everybody, welcome back this week as we walk through the Word together. And as we walk out this truth, we discover that life is produced in us and also in other people. We are walking with one another, growing together to see the life of Christ continue to manifest and birth in us and then to see it spread outside of the walls of our houses and our church building. I'm really excited to walk through this word with you guys. Right where you are, I know we've prayed a lot about different things, but would you just ask the Lord to speak to you? Father, I just thank you for gathering us here today. I pray that you would bind the strong man from among us. Father, would you shut the lion's mouth? Do not allow harm to hurt your people. Cast him away and keep your your people from falling into temptation. Give us ears to hear you and hearts open to receive from you your loving words. Pierce the darkness and cause light to shine and life to spring up, O God. Speak to us as your servants are listening. I pray save, heal, and be free. In Jesus' name, we receive and we pray these things. Amen. Have you ever seen uh, those videos of people who win the lottery? Or, or what was that? Have you seen those videos? You know, like where they come to the house or whatever, like what's that home sweepstakes? You remember that back in the day? Where they would show up, they would knock on the door and they'd be like, you got to check for the rest of your life. And people just like lose their minds in disbelief, right? Or maybe you remember last week, we could talk about it still, we're going to live in it, but like that Alabama game that all of your friends posted on social media that they were there with just like, just the veins popping out of their face, you know what I mean? Anybody? I know I saw half of y'all there, so I saw the videos from you guys. But it was the unexpected event that causes that emotion. It's what you never expected. It's like the disbelief. Has anybody ever won the lottery in here? Like some scratch-off ticket? Come on, I know y'all play scratch-off tickets. Don't even play. Come on, Samantha. Thank you, girl. Come on. How did you feel? You scratched that thing off. That one! Absolute disbelief. And today, man, I want to talk about some really good news that's hard to believe. I just want to talk about some news that's really hard to believe. I want to tell you that I have trouble believing this. But one of the reasons that we come together today is to encourage each other as we experience this because it's true. (laughs) And it's true, and I say it by faith, like it's true, and I want to believe it all the time, you know? Turn with me. Philippians 4, 19 through 20, and I want to read two verses, and then I want to explain this a little bit. It's so good, it's hard to believe. Philippians 4, 19 through 20. And this same God, Paul says, And if you'll remember, Paul was Saul, who became the Apostle Paul, had an encounter with Jesus, life transformed, and he's writing to this church from a jail cell. He is in jail. And the dude is experiencing a rejoicing in his heart because of the truth that he has received and believed. 
And so now he's writing to them and he's going, hey guys, thank you so much for the gifts you've given to me. And I'm sure that God's about to give it all back to you according to your need. Check this out. And this same God who cares for me will supply all of your needs from his glorious riches, which have been given to us, listen to, given to us in Christ Jesus. Now all glory to God our Father forever and ever. There's a couple of phrases that I want to see here. This same God, he says, who takes care of me. See if I just idolize Paul in the room. Like this dude, I know you do, Jay. We talk about it all the time. Like he's like head and shoulders different. Like he's in jail and he's rejoicing. And we would elevate this man and we would say, Paul is just different than me. Anybody? Like he's, he's better. Like he's just better than you and he's better than me, right? As a spiritual person seems like. But Paul is saying, this same God who takes care of me is gonna take care of you. Here's what Paul knew. Nothing he did elevated himself above anybody else. Because if Jesus hadn't met him in grace upon that road, he would never have been transformed. He owed everything to Jesus. And so what he was saying is, look, God takes care of me, but if you think I'm something different than you, I'm not. Same God who takes care of me is gonna take care of you in every single one of your needs. That is very, very important. God's gonna take care of every one of your needs. And I wanna say this to some of us in the room. If you wanna experience God, put yourself in a place of need. I mean, if you wanna see him come through, put yourself in an opportunity where you need him to show up. Watch, watch what he does. His promises are true and you will experience them. But many of us, we would rather have a comfortable life than an experiential life of God's presence. And I just wanna tell you, this life with Jesus is so much more than every single comfort that the world could ever offer you. And if you wanna experience Jesus, Put yourself in a place of needing Jesus. When he says, do this or do that, go in full expectation. You're about to experience the king. Very tempting to want something different. The other thing I want to highlight is this next phrase in the NLT. From his glorious riches, he's going to supply all of your needs, which have been given. God has supplied already everything we need according to his glorious bank in heaven. And if you believe that and receive it, you can have it. It's already available to you. The biggest challenge is actually believing that you already have what he's offered. Many of us beg for forgiveness and we look for the feeling we don't trust his truth that he says you've forgiven. Many of us want a blessing, but in reality, you've already received the blessing. Have it and go in it. Step into what he's already offered you and you're going to experience the king in a very fresh way. Here's what Spurgeon says about this passage. He says, Paul says to them that you've helped me, but my God's about to supply you. You've helped me in one of my needs, my need for clothing and food, but I have other needs in which you could not help me. 
but my God's gonna supply all of your needs. You have helped me, some of you, out of your deep poverty, taking from your scanty store, but my God shall supply all of your needs, not out of a scanty store, but out of his glorious riches. God's about to give to you something that no person could give to you. And today I wanna talk about four things that are better than hitting the lottery that Paul's talking about. Four things that God has offered us and you need to know that these are available to you and you can have them right now. And if you receive these, you will walk in the experiential power of Jesus. Your life will manifest the life of Jesus. I'm very excited to share this message because it's transforming my life as I walk in it as well. I'm on the journey with you, okay? And so let's look at this. I wanna look at the very first thing. One, I need to read this verse. Many of us settle for low living simply because we don't know what we have access to. I think a lot of preachers stand on a stage blasting off that you're not doing this and you're not doing that. But a lot of times, I don't think many people know what's actually available. A lot of my years, I sat there and listened to a guy I felt like was blasting me and I didn't know what he was talking about, (laughs) frankly. I'm like, cool, man, you're better than me. I don't care. I can't wait to get out of here. Anybody? I mean, really, like that's years I thought that. I'm like, this guy's just better than me. I can't do it. I don't like this. And I didn't know what he was talking about. And so if you feel that way, welcome. And I just want to talk, maybe, maybe you just need to know and be equipped with the, the tools. Check it out. One, in Christ, forgiveness is yours right now. In Christ, forgiveness is yours right now. You might be sitting there and you might say, why can't God just forgive the debt of sin and just look past it? I mean, why can't, I mean, he's God, right? Why can't he just do that? But check this out. If somebody's driving down the street past your house and they run into your fence, maybe you don't have a fence. I don't have a fence. What if they run into your house? And you could, you could say, hey, look, you're forgiven, right? But doing that doesn't fix the hole in your house right? Somebody's going to eat that cost. Somebody's going to have to do the work to fix that thing up and make it whole. Another thing, maybe some of you guys who love business might understand this. The housing crisis was several years back, right? Remember? The banks were tanking. Bank of America, I think, owned the people $18 billion. $18 billion. And the government said, you guys are too powerful, too important. We can't let you fail. So what do they do? Bailed them out, right? But that number wasn't just lost. That number went to each one of us to pay back. It went to the people of America. Now your tax money is paying back that debt. It didn't just disappear. And in the same exact way is why that debt still existed. So he couldn't just be like, hey, it's done. And no, it's still there. The results of the sin is there. And so Jesus steps in and does what he does to make everything right and whole, but he pays the full price for it. Forgiveness is yours now in Christ Jesus. But many of us never step into these riches of his glory because we don't feel worthy enough to be blessed. 
You know what I mean? I never quite feel ready to step in because there's that one thing. Maybe it's just the one big thing in your life. You're like, man, that's this thing. I would love to believe that, Jay, because that was good for Paul. But for me, do you know me? And here, if you got a card, did you get a card when you came in today? Got a card? Anybody not get a card? I got a couple no cards. Get a card. And, and I'm going to ask you, would you, would you participate with me? And I believe in this moment, there can be healing and freedom in our lives in profound ways through the simplicity of this exercise together. Here's what the scripture says, and I'm going to invite you into a daily practice, moment practice, life practice. The scripture says, look, that thing in our heart, that thing on our mind, that's the rub in our life that feels like constant tension. For some of us, we lay in bed at night and it's the thing you think about. It's the thing you're sure separates you from God. And sure, you believe in Jesus. You've been born again. You were baptized in his name, all those things. But man, Jay, there's this one thing that creates a divide between me and God. That one thing, the scripture says this, if we, 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sin, listen to this, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins. And listen, clean us, cleanse us from every bit of unrighteousness. Let it be finished. Guys, that's too good to be true. If that's true, you've won the lottery. You're 100% free. Like 100. And here's what I know. Sometimes speaking that out is so challenging. And it feels safer if I bury it in the depths of my guts. Anybody? Anybody with stomach problems know what I'm talking about? Come on now. But here's going to be the key. And for some of us, I'm going to ask you to take one step before you sometimes take two. And sometimes two step, big, big time, will be to, if I were to express this, Jay, everybody would see me different. Here's the truth. We should see you different. And I want to tell you, if you only knew me, you wouldn't want to listen to me. I'm way worse than you ever think. In fact, I'm way worse than I even know. That's the truth. But thanks be to the one who forgave my sin and allowed me to have a place that I could share his truth that changed my life. Here's what I'm gonna ask you to do. I'm not asking you to tell anybody. I'm not gonna ask you to give that to somebody. I'm not gonna ask you to share it with anybody. But if there's something, the one thing that you would say, I have this thing that comes to my mind often, I would like for you, would you write that down on that card very vulnerable, it's hard to see. I would like for you to write that and not share that with anybody. You are not going to share it with anybody. Write down the thing that is deep within your heart. And Father, before we do that, I ask that you would give us freedom to see what you see. God, I pray for freedom in the room. We hold on to that accusation of the enemy in our life but maybe on the backside, it's just as easy and sometimes easier to hold the same thing against somebody else that did something to you. 
What's the thing on the other side? What's something that maybe comes to your mind often about what somebody's done to you? And this exercise will open the door for the rest of the three that we're going to talk about. This is more fun for us to hold on to because it keeps us in charge. It keeps us in control. It gives us the upper hand. But but the scripture says, if we choose not to forgive others, the word says in the most profound way that we are not forgiven ourselves. They go hand in hand. That's why Jesus told them to pray, as I've forgiven others, so forgive me. There's a principle in the scripture. What's the thing that comes to your mind often that somebody has done to you that no longer needs to stay in here, but needs to come out of here? Write that on the other side. Now, as you see that, that has now come from within and we have placed it outside. It's not in your guts anymore. It's right there. I'm going to challenge you right now. Would you crumple that up in a ball? Hard as you can. Nobody knows. And here's what I want to invite you to do is to live out the truth of what we just said. And I'm going to ask that you would take that ball and you would throw it as far up here as you can. And I'm going to move out of the way because I'm going to participate with you. Okay, because I got it too. Would you... If you would so let this go, give it to him the best way you know how. I don't really know what I'm doing, but best I know how, I'm going to do it, right? Once you take it, I want you to throw it as far as you can up there, okay? On one, one, two, and three, okay? One, two, three, let's go. Come on. Here's what I want to invite you to do. Okay, listen, 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 listen. Don't come back up here and pick this up. Never pick it up again. It's gone. It's gone. Never pick it up again. You don't have to. It's done. Let it be done now. And then tomorrow, when something rises its head again, do it tomorrow. And the next day, then when you're at work, wherever you are, let this be a practice of your life. And I promise you, listen, If this is a practice of your life, you will be the most free person in your workplace, in your home, around your family, and on the street, because ain't nobody doing this, because nobody is living the forgiven life. No one is living the forgiven life. We are bitter people. Don't be. You don't have to be. I don't want to be bitter. I want to get better. Yo, we're better. Does anybody feel better? I know. I can feel it in the room. The way you guys are smiling, I'm relieved. We're free. Let's go into three more. This, This right here, though, listen, opens up the door for the next three to be able to be received. If you're trouble, if you're having trouble. Chances are, go back to forgiveness. That's the base of most problems we experience spiritually. Forgiveness. 
as you've been forgiven, forgive. Now, number two, number one, forgiveness is yours in Christ. Okay. Number two, in Christ, grace is yours now. Now, that word grace is profound. It's like a gift. And a lot of times we see forgiveness as grace, and it is. But once you've been forgiven, the scripture talks about a gift from God being literally that power. It's like dynamite. You've been forgiven, which was relief. But now the grace of God, the gifts of God are poured into your life as dynamite. And now where you go, you're light and airy, but boy, you got, a, you got some fire about you because the grace of God is powerful. And Romans 1.16 says, Paul says, I'm not ashamed of the good news about Christ. It's the power of God at work. Literally the news about Jesus is actually, is actually the power of God working. So if you want to experience the power of God in other people's lives, talk about the powerful message that he's given us. Watch what happens. Forgiven people want to talk about this because it changes your life. This message is why we were able to do this and be forgiven. That was paid for on the cross. Why are you trying to pay for it? That their sin was paid for at the cross. Why are you trying to hold on to it? Step right into the truth of God. You'll experience the power of God. Then live in it, enjoy it. So I think about the power of God. I thought about you, Kevin. Thought about you, man. Do you remember sitting on your couch when you called on the name Jesus and you told me, you said, I felt a weight fall off my shoulders I never knew I was carrying. You remember that? You called on Jesus' name and something happened in that moment. And sometimes we can doubt it down the road, but we got to rethink those moments every single time because that moment was absolutely real. I think about sitting in that garage, Lester, with your friend who came in there. You remember that, Jay? We're sitting in that garage and he comes in and you said, I have a feeling this man's about to experience Jesus today. We tell him the simple gospel. And I'm going to tell you, Jason Freeman, you said, I literally saw a black cloud leave this guy. I attest, I saw his eyes. He had a different color on his face when he accepted Jesus. There was a puddle of tears on this, in this garage. Marty, your house? Austin's house. Can't remember what garage we were in, you know? You remember that? He said the same thing. It's like something fell off my life. Bro, your color is different. Got a different color in your face. Tate, same. When you finally surrendered, something fell off your life. Everything. Hear the word, everything. Do you feel like you carry everything? You don't have to, do you, Tate? You don't have to. Don't you wish you did it years ago? That's right. She said, I got nothing. I'm free, baby. Let's go. I love it. That's so good. Because <laughs> here's what's going to happen. When you step in and begin to believe Jesus, here's what Jesus said is going to happen in your life. John 14, 12 says this. I'll tell you the truth. Anyone who believes in me is going to do the same works that I've done and even greater because I'm going to go be with the Father. And for some of us, that's a place of shame, and I don't want it to be. 
If you are brand new in Jesus Christ, you are on a journey. Let's go on the journey. But here, if you begin to believe in Jesus, you believe you are forgiven and others are worthy of forgiveness, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna manifest so much freedom in your life through the spirit of God just because of that. But you begin to step in and believe the message that saves people, the good news of Jesus that's available to everybody, share it, watch what happens. You think it's foolish, he's gonna show up in your life. Try him. And some of us, I know, look, easy for you, Jay. You like talking. I wanna tell you I don't. Like flat out, I don't. I like talking about stuff that matters to me and doesn't matter much. I really do. I like to shoot the breeze. I like just to coast. But I've found that when I share the gospel, lives get changed. When I just share the unmerited favor of God, lives get changed. And I want to tell you, I might look like I enjoy talking. I don't. And so if that's been your excuse, hey, Jay, that's your gift. That's not mine. No, we have a gift that's very powerful. You use it. As God has designed you, give it away. In the way that God has made you, give it away. Don't be pressured to become me. Be you. But use the gift that God gave you to minister this good news. Watch the power of God work in and through your life. Watch. Be free. All right, I'll skip that part. Let's just keep going. I'm here all day. Powerful grace of God is accessed through the good news of Jesus. That's where the access point is. And grace is yours. Share the good news with others and experience him in power. Experience his grace. You've been given a grace gift. Step in and realize that your life is gifted through the power of the Holy Spirit when you came to faith in Jesus. Third thing, so important, third thing. In Christ, purpose is yours right now. If you've sat here and you've said, man, I really wanna know what my purpose is, you do not have to wonder what your purpose is. Wonder no longer. Ephesians 3, 10 through 11, maybe you've never heard this before. It says, his intent was that now through the church that the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authority in the heavenly realms according to his eternal purpose, which he accomplished in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Do you know what our purpose is, church? To put on display the wisdom of God to the spiritual rulers that nobody sees in the physical realm. Have you ever considered this? Colossians says that when Jesus does what he does on the cross, it says that he disarmed the rulers of that unseen world. They don't have ammo against you. So they deceive you by speaking and saying, that person did that to you, you should focus on that and you should hold on to that. You need the upper hand in their life. You're gonna need that. You should really feel bad about yourself because you're not like so-and-so who's really got it together. I mean, God really messed up when he made you because everybody else is doing big things in your life. <laughs> you know? Anybody hear this stuff? What he says is, those threats are not true. It feels like piercing ammo. But when Jesus dies and does what he does, 
His identity is imparted to you. It's not on you anymore. All the work that Christ accomplished was gifted to you. And by faith, we've received that. So what ammo does the enemy have because I got Jesus? What you got to say against me? I'm not as smart. I'm not as good looking. I don't have it together. Okay, Jesus does. It's my response, Jesus does. Jesus got it. So continue. Most of us stop continuing because we begin to believe the lies of the enemy that say, focus on your stuff. It's really about you. It's you. If you would take your eyes off of you and realize the purpose you were made for, you were made to put on God's wisdom to the unseen rulers of the world. But here's what it is. Here's what's so powerful. When he disarms the rulers of the heavenly realms, it's like these great powerful beings are looking in and being like, we can't do anything against them. (laughs) But they're so feeble and they're weak. But they... We can't do anything about it. So what we've been invited into is to see the kingdom advance. And if your life is not a part of kingdom advance, I want to tell you, it can be. It's all in accordance with stepping in and receiving what he said. This news is too good to be true. Too good to be true. Your purpose is to put God's wisdom on display. And that's not pressure. The gifts are already there for you. Receive them. To live in this power, one, become weak in yours. To live in this power, become weak in yours. To live in God's power, become weak in yours. And when you identify with his life, you receive his truth over the things that you're feeling. And when you step into those circumstances where you know the truth, but boy, I don't feel like sharing this, but I know it's true. You step in right there and I promise you, you're gonna experience the power of God right there. But if you're waiting for a good feeling, you will never get a good feeling in battle. There's a spiritual battle that wages for people in your life. Understand the feelings are not always the reality. We know our purpose, let's step into it. Step right there. You're going to experience the power of God. Realize our purpose and let's go together in this power. Guys, would you go together? The church? Let's go. Come on. And if you've got questions about that later, I would love to talk to you about that. Last thing. I'm the band to come. Last thing. In Christ, eternal life is yours now. Eternal life is yours now. 1 John 2 says, you must remain faithful to what you've been taught from the beginning. You must remain faithful to what you've been taught from the beginning. I'll put this verse in because what we've taught is like the whole, the whole Bible kind of leads you to this place. What I've taught you, forgive. Step into the grace of God. Remember the purpose of God. And then if you remain faithful here, if you stay in this lane, here's what's going to happen. If you do, you will remain in fellowship. That word is oneness. It's like a, it's like a moving together in a dance. 
you will remain in fellowship with the Son and with the Father. And in this fellowship, we enjoy the eternal life that he promised us. Some of us think we get baptized, eternal life is later and it's in heaven. And honestly, we go about life and nothing really changes. And Jesus, great, Jesus, he's cool. He saved me, I was baptized. We don't have a story after that. Eternal life is meant to be experienced the moment you come to Jesus. Step in and believe what he said. And when you do, eternal life is experienced right there, all the way through heaven. 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 You can have it. I want to stay in step with the Spirit of God. And if you're sitting here today, I know you do too. Would you practice these with me this week? One, forgive. Realize that the grace of God was poured out in your life because of Jesus. And the powerful Holy Spirit, who's gifted each one of us uniquely, is there, right there with you. Three, would you just experience that you have purpose? Would you step in and realize that? And the purpose is far beyond what you're currently seeing. He'll show you. You'll see it. But you might be sitting there and you'd be like, Jay, this sounds great. I got my doubts. Any doubters in the room? I got my doubts. You're a happy guy, good salesman, but I don't know about this. Listen for a moment. Today is the day of doubt. You doubt everyone. We doubt commercials. We doubt governments, we doubt business, we doubt boss, we doubt family, we doubt friends now, we doubt our neighbor. I doubt everyone but me, right? I wanna encourage you, if you are a doubter, I say welcome, that's great. But be truthful enough, if you're a doubter, to doubt your own doubts. If you're a doubter, listen, doubt your own doubts. You got to, you got to. And if you're sitting here and you say, I got doubts, Jeremiah says, seek me and you will find me when you seek me with all of your heart. Do you wanna know God? Seek him. I promise you, he will answer to his word. Look for him, look for him. If you're sitting here in this room today and you say, I believe what you're saying. The scripture says, call to me while I am near. Call to me for today is the day of salvation. Right where you are, if that's where you are and you want to experience him and you want to step in by faith, you just call to him, talk to him. His name is Jesus, talk to him and begin the conversation. Talk to him about everything. What a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. Have we trials and temptations? Is there trouble anywhere? We should never be discouraged. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Can we find a friend so faithful who will all our sorrows share? Jesus knows our every weakness. Take it to the Lord in prayer right where you are. What about this message do you need to take to the Lord in prayer?
take it to him in prayer and let him meet you right where you are. I promise you the miracle is right there. In Christ, the gifts of God, the grace of God is yours in Christ. That's a miracle. In Christ, purpose is yours. That's a miracle. In Christ, eternal life is yours right now, not in the future. Right now, that's a miracle too. Father, thank you for the miracles that are ours to receive. God, give us wisdom to step into that. And Father, I pray for the grace in this room that we would be people that help each other walk that road. Thank you for the miracle that you are and that all knowledge and wisdom is hidden in you, Christ Jesus. Lead us down that road of discovery with you, Father. We're just available and we want to know more about you. We want to know you. Thank you for loving us. Pray that in Jesus' name.